beginning transmission of Music Biz Radio. Thank you for listening. Here is your host David Richards. Hello and welcome to Music Biz Radio. I'm your host David Richards. We're glad you could join us today. We have a very special show today. It's going to be an exclusive guest appearance by a very good friend of mine that I've known for many, many years and fantastic world-class trumpet player, Ryan Anthony. You still have a chance to be a contributor to help Music Biz Radio continue to bring you great shows with fabulous guests, as well as our concert series. All you have to do is go to GoFundMe.com Music Biz Radio, GoFundMe.com slash Music Biz Radio, and you can donate. We have different levels of donations where you can actually receive perks, including hats and t-shirts and all of our merchandise that represent the show. Anything you can give will help. This is funded by you, the listener, and we love to have the show continue for you. Well, I'm very excited to have on Music Biz Radio. It's actually a very personal guest for me, as well as a fantastic musician and trumpet player, uh, well-known throughout the country and the world, I would say, as uh, one of the top trumpet players in the world. Uh, you know him from, he's played with the Canadian Brass. Uh, he's uh, played with many, many, many people as a guest player. Um, he's also uh, well known for some recording. He's done some things on NBC's Must See TV on the Farewell theme, if you've ever heard that. And uh, doing quite a bit of amazing musical stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce to you, if you don't know him yet, you should know him. It's Ryan Anthony. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, that was quite the intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, hey, uh, it's. It, I'm trying to think, what, what can I t- say about Ryan that I don't already know? I don't know. I feel like after that, <laughs> i got to get busy and do some stuff. Oh, no, this is great. I'm glad we can connect. I did say, you were also actually currently, uh, I don't know if I said you were the principal player for the Dallas Symphony. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, I actually found uh, a group of people that wanted to uh, pay me to stay in one place for a while, so that's been great. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, home now is in Dallas. Uh, my main job is there playing principal with the Dallas Symphony Orchestra, but, um, you know, I keep trying to do as much stuff still on, on the side of my own as, as I possibly can, so it's been great. And uh, I've I've personally been following your career since you were about i'd say 13 14 years old <laughs> yeah if not earlier I, uh, I i honestly you probably have known me longer than than anybody outside of my immediate family it's <laughs> pretty started, crazy yeah my first professional gig would have been with you um when i was in junior high and uh, with our old brass quintet, I, mean, I think I can literally take everything back to that if you want to say the first time I was ever paid or asked to play publicly. So you've been there from the beginning. Wow. Here we are now. That's pretty crazy. And yeah. for so those that don't know, and I'm sure we have some listeners that uh, do know, uh, we went to high school together. Yep. And uh, we went to Grossmont High School in San Diego, California, which... Uh, Seems to have a, quite a few good musicians come out of that program um, under uh, band director Jim Nichols at that point. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Yeah, the- it was, it, you went to school uh, you know, with my older brother, so that's how we met even before going into high that's school. That's right, that's right. Yeah. RB. Yeah. The curly-headed yeah, so wonder. 
<laughs> <laughs> well, it used to be. It used to be Philly. Yeah. So, yeah, so we, we go back. We've got some good stories. Some we'll keep off the air, and maybe some we'll share on the air. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We're going to have to ask, ask people to indulge us a little bit, because if we veer off course into kind of inside <laughs> Uh, there's, we, this is actually kind of a reunion because we haven't spoken, uh, in many years we've, yeah. we've communicated. I think we may have emailed and texted and didn't done different things, but we haven't spoken. So I guess we're saving it for, uh, a special occasion here on, yeah. on music biz radio. Might as well just do it publicly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I feel like uh, we, we've been in touch, but we, we really haven't sat and, and, you know, spoken using words outside of just typing it in some type of social media. So. And the truth is we did, we did catch up before the show. So we were a little bit more excited before. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, it's fantastic. So, um, a uh, professional trumpet player, uh, I, we always kind of knew that that was going to be your direction. You would, when I describe Ryan Anthony, I usually say he was a child prodigy. What do you think about that title? Uh, well, uh, um, now, I mean, I think that's probably a, a bit of a stretch back then. I would have loved to be called that, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think, um, you know, and I'm amazed now when I go to be asked to judge other competitions and I see what, you know, young kids are doing now and it's, it's ridiculous. Um, I think, um, I may have just been a little bit uh, ahead of the times and just did things that, um, no one had thought about. And when I just played all the time. And um, and everything I possibly could, and uh, was uh, lucky enough to have a, a, a gift that things were working <laughs> at that age, and <laughs> so doors opened up, and I certainly was able to be as uh, lucky and be at the right place at the right time to get a lot of accolades at a young age and experiences. But I don't know the way I played back then. I've uh, it's certainly not. I don't think it's even up to what the uh, generations are doing now at that age. It's pretty amazing. Well, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I'm sh- there's certainly some amazing things going on from the youth today, but you were pretty darn amazing back then. Well, uh, it, I, it, it, when I first met you, you were a little tiny blonde haired kid. I, the trumpet <laughs> was almost as big as you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this kid doing? He's playing a million notes. He's quadruple tonguing. He's cl- playing every note clean and beautiful and perfect. And he has great range. And here I am, a junior or senior in high school, uh, mostly kind of a jazz snobby kid at that point going, oh, my God, what is this kid doing? He's well, killing me you know, over here. It, it was mutual because I remember in eighth grade going in. And uh, my brother and everybody telling me, now you'll go in there and we'll have to do chair tests. But just so you know, you'll never be first chair in high school because Dave Richards is there. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and that was true. I, I sat second chair until you graduated. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is. <laughs> but I, I remember because, you know, I never really, you were the first introduction of hearing jazz live from a person outside. I mean, just going home, listening to the LPs. Huh. And I remember at, at school, because, yeah, I was short and you were tall, and, and I would just kind of look at you and go, oh, you know, is that what I'm supposed to be doing? So it was, oh my it was, God. It was great. It was, uh, I look back now, and I think it was probably the, the perfect situation for a young classical kid to come into to have another uh, player who can kick his butt and play something even additional to anything that he can do, you know, so it was, it was fun. I, did, I look back, those are some good years back in marching band and, and, um, concert band and everything else that we were doing and pet band and you, you name it, our old quintet that we played in together, uh, Brazania. I mean, we, we did it. We did a lot for a few years. We did. And I think the only butt kicking I was doing when I, it was when I actually <laughs> 
literally had to kick your butt on uh, <laughs> yeah in, on the 50 yard line after yeah. our duet marching band yeah we had uh there was a part in our marching band show where we played a duet and i don't know who came up with that if there it was like trying to create some kind of joke around rivalry or something but we both played a solo you do something i don't remember and then i kick you in the rear end and you throw your arms up like Wait, there's actually a picture there's actually a picture of that we I have think a pic- there is. Yeah, there we'll is. have to find that. I, I might have to come with it. Yeah. I think um, RB took it. Practicing. It was, R- oh, yeah, man. RB took it. I think it was in a, in one of our, uh, <laughs> I guess, rehearsals, you would call it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't, I mean, marching band for me was a, uh, I mean, I definitely was into it and I, but boy, that was hard work, man, being out there. When I see these kids out there now, oh. I just go, oh, I just remember all those hours of pushing that metal into your face and it's just like, yeah. And when you're yeah, a kid, you want to play every note. You want to like, right. you know, oh man, terrible. Yeah, I mean, now you couldn't. Uh, there's no way. Forget <laughs> there's it. No Forget way it. I would do all that, play everything. But I can actually hear the high school band from uh, our house here, and I hear them out there practicing, and I'm um, like, man. I mean, I, I look back. I absolutely, I loved it. But whew, that was um, that was that was some hard times. Unbelievable. But I. I I do think, even as a classical player, when people ask where do I get some of my strength and projection, and I, I credit it back to what we did back in high school in marching band. You know, we always talked about good sounds. I mean, you and I, I think, were there to keep each other honest and play well, and I mean that was really good for me because I had you know um, you by my side and some other great players. It was a good band to play musically, but yet breathe and be relaxed and be able to project and. I, I swear, I think 50-yard line, you and I doing our, our duet there is uh, a pretty close step from the last page of a Mahler symphony that I do here with the symphony. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as far as just my concept. So, um, But I wouldn't want to stand outside in the heat again forever. No. Uh, playing outside, for some, <laughs> playing that trumpet outside is just a killer, man. It's yeah. just a kid. Yeah, and I'll pass on some of the uh, the, the cold Friday night football games. Too. Absolutely. But so, you know, there we are. And, you know, we're personalizing this a little bit today, but yeah. that's okay. Bear with us, folks. Uh, the um, So, you know, we, we were in high school doing all this stuff. I think I had two or three professional groups by the time I was 15 that I had thrown together. I had a Dixieland band that we called yeah, back 66. then. We didn't call it... Tr- trad jazz or traditional jazz it was dixieland back then and uh that's you know so i had that and had a couple other things and then uh we had gotten together and started this brass zania which was basically kind of a takeoff on a very famous group that you ended up actually playing with yeah yeah i mean we um we patterned ourselves pretty much straight from Canadian brass starting back in the early eighties, I think. Yeah. Um, so we started that. Their music got published. We would get it and try to learn it and, and uh, make our own show. Yeah. Uh, and, and the concept was that we would play this, um, mostly classical music, but kind of, uh, goofed around on and changed yeah. and altered. And we would dress a little funny and dance around and goof around and stuff like that. And, uh, I, you guys took it all the way because I ended up, you know, after high school, you know, I did go to college, but I ended up playing baseball for 18 years. And I remember that you guys went and worked for Disneyland for many years. Yeah, we kept going. I mean, that group actually became, I mean, we were real, real busy there in, in Southern California, especially in San Diego. But then we ended up, yeah, working up in Anaheim uh, at Disney. And of course, and I left a few years later to go to college. Um, and they just, they continued up there, um, 
work and then it became, became full time through uh, through Disney. So they uh, it was a long run, but yeah, it started just us doing whatever gigs we could possibly get our hands on just to go out and play. Um, but they, yeah, became quite the uh, full time group, and literally, and that was the same group back in late eighties that Canadian Brass was through town, and uh, somehow my brother R.B. finagled us to get on the uh, the gig, to, like to open it up or do something for him. And that's how we met, and they remembered me from that. And so when Ronnie Rom retired 15 years later, whatever, they had kept um, tabs on me and watched me through my career, but it was that first time playing with them with that group, Brazania, that you and I started, that ended up being my audition, um, without me knowing it, <laughs> for um, Canadian Brass. Wow. And yeah, yeah. And, so it's really funny to look back and kind of trace everything. Um, and that's what's so amazing. You just don't know when the opportunities are going to happen or what creates those doors that open up, you know, and, um, but until you can look back and kind of see that path where it all came from. And, and for those that don't know, uh, Canadian brass would be, and still to this day is considered probably one of the top brass groups in the world mm-hmm. and doing some very unique stuff that really nobody else was doing. And, it was basically the big leagues. We would call that the big leagues of uh, classical music in some ways. And when I found out that you were playing for them, I mean, I I knew that you were capable, but I was like really proud and like, wow, that is amazing. That's a pretty. That was a pretty cool gig, man. Yeah, I was. Um, you know, I look back and that was uh, that was huge for me because because I mean, as a kid, that was they were the first and really the only ones. Um, doing that stuff in the 80s, becoming such a big name as classical brass players um, and doing transcriptions that nobody would have thought of. Um, and so that was such a, a big thing. And Ronnie Rahm, who was their sort of, um, face and sound for so many years on, on trumpet, he and Freddie Mills, they um, you know they were idols to me as a kid. So when, when Ronnie retired and they asked me to fill his shoes to join the group, I mean, that was... Uh, that, that was that was awesome. I mean, that was really uh, a dream come true. And um, so I, I look back now. I just think, you know, what a what a great opportunity. And no matter what happens here, it's it's been a it's been a great career in life just from the experiences done already. And that was, uh, and you know, I remember seeing that. And then you know, because I was always keeping tabs on you, and I think. I'm sure your brother was keeping tabs on me a little bit with the baseball because <laughs> yeah. he was always looking. But I was, all, you know, even at, during my baseball career and my continued music more on the side at that point, uh, I was always kind of wondering, you know, where is everybody? What's going on? And then, uh, you know, we had our friend Tim Weiss, who was yeah. at Oberlin. I believe he's still over there. Yeah, he's still there. In fact, and then we worked together because I, back before Canadian Brass, I was teaching full time at Oberlin at the conservatory, right. uh, the College of Music there. So he and I were, were colleagues, and um, I mean, that was that was a hoot. I mean, that was, uh, to uh, to reconnect to that and see oh, him man. every day going in and out of the, the hallways. And uh, it wasn't long before that we were the students and now we're faculty. It, I mean, it just seemed a little little odd. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's still doing, he's there, and he's doing great, Another, doing a lot of conducting. Right. And, Another Grossmont High School guy, yep. and so he was like really one of my best friends in high school, um, and definitely best musical friends. And we used to go and, I not that I admit to hanging out with trombone players, but um, he, he <laughs> but I just saw that, and I saw that you guys were back together, and uh, then after that, uh, I, I think after that you were uh, with the Memphis Symphony. Is that correct? No, Memphis was uh, earlier. I was right out of school. Oh, I went okay. to uh, Cleveland Institute of Music for my undergrad, and I stayed there to finish my graduate school. 
And then right after, right out of, um, actually, uh, during my master's, I got the second trumpet position in the Memphis Symphony. So I went down there and did that for uh, just for two years, for two seasons. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, so that was that was really the first um, thing uh, after school, first professional job, and uh, so that kind of started it all. And then later on, we ended up um, back in Cleveland teaching at Oberlin, and then joined Canadian Brass in 2000. And then now I've been here in Dallas for, uh, I think, eight seasons now. Wow. So yeah. you've had quite the career. And, of course, I guess we all have like these little things that we did that, at the time, they were just work or whatever. And then yeah. they end up being something that sticks with us. Uh, you did the NBC theme for the farewell part. Tell us a little yeah, bit about that. Yeah, um, after Memphis, I spent some time... Um, uh, with Tony DiLorenzo, another trumpet player and composer, does a lot of studio work. And we were actually in Salt Lake City at the time. And um, it was just a, a library queue for NBC um, for, to use what they wanted. And all of a sudden, it's one of those things you're sitting in the living room and you, you hear your sound and you're like, what is that? And it was uh, used, it was at the time for the yeah, must see TV on Thursday night and for Friends and Frasier and Cheer, End of Cheers, everything, you know, that lineup and. <laughs> Suddenly, just out of the blue, your sound comes out of the TV. So that was um, that was great. I mean, that was just one of probably my most favorite. Even though it's just the background, I didn't care. I was on TV. <laughs> you know, just sitting there thinking, <laughs> "Man, I did that a year ago. I didn't know what it was for." And it was just one of those, yeah, just show up to the gig, kind of play what's on the piece of paper. And uh, Tony had wrote it, and he he wanted to conduct it, and it was just one trumpet and strings. So, yeah, so I said, well, I'll play it for you, and ended up being used. So That's it was cool. great. That's always fun. Yeah, I mean, I've done yeah. I've done a bunch of TV uh, stuff as well, and you see it, and you go, oh, hey, that's cool, and then it's gone, and then you're like, okay, now what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but pretty fun. It's pretty It's yeah. pretty fun. I, I I think we get more excited, like our kids, we think that our children would be, uh, will be a little bit more excited about it. Hey, look, Daddy's on TV, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's great. That's, yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think I get more excited for, for them to uh, than they actually do. <laughs> that's great and speaking of which you know your dad uh played a huge part in kind of uh being supportive with you uh roy anthony who was you know when he was always around helping out and doing things and i think he was brought in as a consultant and always helping Mm -hmm. and doing some great stuff so i always had a lot of respect from roy how's your dad doing these days he's doing great um he's now the band director for the san diego uh community band and they are just taking off they're close to 100 strong now and just um doing some amazing things back home in san diego i had a chance to go out there and solo with them uh about a year or so ago and just uh, an absolute uh great group you know it's um uh, a real mix of not only ages, but also, uh, I wouldn't say levels because I mean, some are professional, some are hobbies, but everybody's just, you know, playing great. So he's retired technically, but, um, you wouldn't know by his schedule and, uh, the amount that he's still standing on in front of ensembles, waving his arms, conducting and teaching and leading groups, uh, music. So he's doing great and still just, um, working all over the place. The district still, uh, I think hires him to do some consulting to, try to help out with the uh, keeping music alive in the schools out there. And um, he had won a couple uh, awards for California State Teacher 
before he retired, and so they were also using him to try to help out with curriculum for the state of California to ensure that music is still an integral, you know, uh, part in schools or at least accessible. And um, so he's he's been extremely busy in the music world still. Yeah, I always had a lot of respect yeah. for him, and yeah. uh, he scared the heck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> The one thing that he was very good at was giving you a very serious look like, hmm, so what are you going to play like crap today? No. Oh, I I know it. But the difference is in rehearsals, you know you wouldn't see him until the next day. Yeah. (laughs) My brother and I, we'd go home. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's... yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's extremely talented, and he found his his true calling working in education and and uh, working w- with kids, and then now with this uh, community band there, so, which is awesome. I'm, yeah, I'm really proud of him. It's That's great, great to see uh, both with he and my brother that uh, the whole family, all, all the music, you know, keep going. He looks good too. He looks like he's doing great. He is. Yeah, I mean, he's he's happy, and he's uh, you know, everyone's doing really well, and I think it's amazing when you can make time to do what you love, what it does for you physically and mentally. And then, of course, we can't not talk about Arby. Right, my older brother, Arby. Yeah, Yeah. he sort of always somehow gets in the middle of everything. Um, Story of my life. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah, he was uh, played horn. I think he was a year older than you uh, in school, but uh, that's how we first met, because I was always tagging along with him uh, before I was in high school, just we're trying to hang around the band with he and uh, all your mutual friends. But, um, yeah, he's doing great now, too. He's uh, still playing horn in the San Diego area and gigging all over the place and uh, just, you know, keep keeping everything going. So I'm, I'm really happy with him, too, after all these years. He's, um, he's doing a lot and doing some great things and playing with, with everybody you can you can imagine there in the uh, San Diego area. So Yeah, we love Arby. Yeah. He's, he's great. Yeah. And, you know, we still stay in touch. I think we kick a message back and forth to each other here and there. And uh, Yeah, no, he's... Um, yeah, he he's always involved and finds a way to get um, uh, keep in touch with everybody. And I'm horrible with it, which I think is partly because I know he's so good with it. So if I fall out of touch with someone, I don't have to worry. I can just call him and say, "Hey, you know, how's so and so doing? Do you have his number?" Because he's all over it. He's great. So, uh, yeah, I sort of hope through him he'll he'll keep my friendships alive. <laughs> so. Exactly. And and Ruby, I remember Ruby. She's doing great too. Still teaching. Um, uh, piano and violin and cello, uh, private students out of the house. And that's your mom, house. just for everybody. Yeah. That's your mom. Oh, We're yeah, doing yeah. a little reminiscence. Yeah. So if you went by there today, you you would think you were you were back in uh, high school again because same house, different students, wow. same age, same <laughs> instruments, just she's still doing it and she's loving it and she's a cellist and she plays as much as she can as well and so yeah it's um it's kind of nice when i go back home because it's easy for me to just sort of sit back and think okay now i'm a kid again because they're all just still back there it's um doing it but when you were a kid you were practicing 18 hours a day yeah right <laughs> it sounded <laughs> That's like what I it. told people it sounded like it we were like what the heck what's wrong with this kid i mean i was, I was super into my trumpet but i'm like this kid's like i mean come on I would say I was probably playing 18 hours a day. I don't think practicing would be the word. <laughs> playing was, was more like it. Right. That's I, true. I think between my, my yeah. dad's groups and Arby's groups, um, I think I, I mean, literally, I think I played in every everyone's group. In fact, I remember in junior high, they would pick me up from school and I would take me to Grossmont. So I'd play in the high school band. I mean, I just was always around just playing. I just 
So, um, just think about all I, those free gigs you did. That's a lot of free gigs, man. I, I, I know it's crazy. But That's you know, crazy. I do tell everybody there's you know, the practicing is a huge part. But man, you, you can't substitute experience and just just playing, you know, and just submerging yourself in every style and every ensemble, whether. You know, you don't you don't need to be the best. You just need to be in it. You need to be around it. You need to hear it. You need to experience it. And then later on, you, you're able to draw on that. I, that wasn't my plan at the time, but I look back now, and I, that's so much of what I learned during all right. those years. Yeah. And and before before we take a break, of course, we're talking to Ryan Anthony, former child prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> And current uh, world-class trumpet player, and that's no joke. Um, we're talking to him today on the show. Uh, we do have to give a shout-out. I'm sure we have tons of uh, Grossmont High School listeners, uh, the Royal Blue Regiment uh, yeah. marching band members that definitely follow you, and we're all kind of connected on Facebook and things like that. So we go ahead and give them a shout-out. Individual names are okay, whatever you want to do. <laughs> well, you know, um, a couple months ago, uh, we did a job. I did a uh, presented a concert here in Dallas, and David Murphy showed up. He, he drove in, and <laughs> that uh, took me back. So, I mean, that was that was great because we hadn't connected or seen each other since high school. He was uh, another fellow trumpet player in our section, um, and then I think Doug McKenna was also a trumpet player in our section, and he's still playing. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, yeah, the list goes on. I mean, there's, there was a lot of great players out there. And of course we knew a lot in the, the drill team. Um, so, uh, to <laughs> drill team there, flags, well, the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, it's a long um, story. <laughs> yeah. We'll leave, we'll leave some of that, uh, off the air, but if they're all listening, hello. <laughs> we, st- we, we, we love them all that we love. Yeah. Them all. And I would love to, um, I'd love to find Chris Canales. That's you know what? I mean. I've been looking for him like crazy, and the last I, have too. I heard so, that he was a, a police officer in L.A. Yeah, and, and that he was also a, a session player up there. Oh, like, see, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I heard. Yeah, he was a police officer, and then I think no, he's a private investigator. I don't know, but if anybody knows Chris Canales, I know it's play. driving me crazy. Baritone euphonium. Uh, please have him contact. He, us. he actually, <laughs> yeah, no, he actually really got really, really good. And Chris was one of these guys that was really ambitious. He was super into it. He loved it. He didn't like quite have the skills. It was kind of always a battle. But yeah. boy, he and he got, and I think by his senior year, he got a lot better. And then he got to the point where he was like a a session jazz player up in L.A. for a while. That's what yeah, I was. Yeah, I mean, he was. So. Well, we actually were in junior high together too at Parkway. Yeah, so yeah. Before Grossmont, so um, yeah. And then of course Tim Weiss and Jim Weiss. Uh, he was in New Dixie Six too, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, there's a, um, yeah, there, there's a whole. I mean, I know all those names: there. Mark Flores, uh, Darren Bowers, all that. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Darren, I keep in contact with Ed Murphy. Went with me to Russia about um, seven years ago. I did a concert out there, and I wanted a translator, and I knew he had studied that. And so we went out there, and um, we just laughed our whole way, you know, through the country. But um, yeah, so it's been nice to be able to reconnect with a few of our old uh, bandmates. Yeah. So, and Mr. Nichols, of course, and uh, yeah, uh, you know that's that's a pretty interesting uh, journey that was. That a lot of people out of our high school ended up going to be professional musicians. It's yeah. like really yeah. bizarre. I don't know if that's a normal thing, but uh, I guess nobody really had true aspirations. 
<laughs> well, you know, I, I, really, I think it was just a, uh, it, it was a good group, and I think we all sort of pushed each other, and when you have a good group, you, you enjoy it even more. So I just oh, think it was. we all probably look back and have such good fond memories of being in music programs together. So obviously that that uh, followed everybody through. And um, what I'm amazed, too, is to find out how many now, you know, at the age we're talking about our kids in school and how many of our kids now are in band. You I know. know. So it's that, that's scary. what's so neat. Even, you know, anybody who was involved obviously liked it enough that it's rubbed off you know the interest because now we get a whole nother generation um all involved so that's always neat it's crazy yeah. all right well we're going to take a little break and when we come back uh we're going to talk to ryan anthony uh, about his foundation and some things that he's working on and what he's doing now um, really enjoying having you on so far, Ryan. You're doing a great, great job. Love it. Okay, well, stay with us. We'll be right back with more Music Biz Radio. Hi, this is Arturo Sandoval, and you're listening to Music Biz Radio with David Richards. I'd like to invite you to check us out on musicbizradio.com. You can also go to Facebook and give us a like on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash musicbizradio. Music Biz Radio is free programming. We also give you a chance to contribute to the show and help us to continue our broadcasting. You can go to musicbizradio.com for more information, or you can go to GoFundMe slash musicbizradio. Hi, this is Tom Bones Malone, and you're listening to Music Biz Radio with David Richards. All right, welcome back to Music Biz Radio. I'm your host, David Richards, and our special guest on today's show uh, is trumpet player Ryan Anthony. And uh, really enjoying it so far. I think uh, we're definitely going down some of our personal memory lanes a little yeah. bit, but uh, I think enough of our listeners were around, and uh, I think they're probably enjoying that. So I'm enjoying it. That's, that's yeah. all the whether they are or not we already did it so <laughs> that's true so you know, well it does it, it does remind everyone what a small world that that we are in so it's pretty crazy well i'm yeah. it is actually really great to talk to you and i know we've tried to uh get together a couple times because we're always we're around the same areas um i'm in the raleigh durham area now and uh was in dallas for quite a while yeah. And uh, I think we've talked about trying to get together. We're going to make that happen. So yeah, oh yeah, yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll make it work. I need I need to kick on. your butt one more time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll have to get our old. Uh, I think it was Emerald Eyes. I was trying to think oh, about that gosh. During, during the break. I think that may have been the tune. I'm as not, soon I'm as sure. you said that, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. We one more little memory lane. Mike Trokanowski. <laughs> oh, where is Mike? Yes. We need Mike Trokanowski because he used to make fun of that Emerald Eyes because this kid could not play. Like he, he and he didn't care. He did not care that he couldn't play. He did not care. <laughs> he switched the horn. I think in the end, it, it wasn't any different. But it was it was funnier because then he was sitting in front of us. <laughs> oh my gosh! But he used to he used to sing that Emerald Eyes through his horn. He wouldn't even play. He would just sing it. And you just you have to know the guy. Just really bizarre, cool dude. <laughs> Yes, we need to find him. Yeah, we do. Okay, <laughs> okay. enough of the enough of the, right. enough of the yearbook. Um, yeah, but uh, so 
let's talk a little bit about what's going on. You have uh, the Ryan um, Ryan Anthony Foundation and uh-huh. uh, great cause. Not necessarily a good reason why you got it together. So, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, this um, the foundation actually became official um, about a year ago. And the reason for it, yeah, certainly isn't something that uh, I aspired to wanting to have a foundation for cancer research. But um, about two and a half years ago, I was diagnosed with multiple myeloma, which is um, uh, incurable cancer of the blood for the bone marrow. And the uh, average age is like 70, 71. So it was it was a big shock to, to our family to, to come down with that. And... Um, Actually, thankfully, it was really the trumpet that got me into the doctor early enough to get it diagnosed, so that we can we can treat it and, and try to get on the, the front front of it. But um, when that had happened, obviously that changes everything. You know, when the doctor tells you that you've got um, a form of terminal cancer. Of course, we uh, we say well, not terminal because they in the last five years even they've been able to come up with so many great things to treat it to extend. Um, lifespan and what's on the horizon is really amazing as well. And so obviously that became my focus and it's important to me to get these things out on the horizon, these new things that we're trying to discover to work so that I can still be here. And that's the whole point of the foundation. Uh, It's another um, nonprofit for cancer research, but what makes this one different is that it combines the idea of, of music um, with the medical industry. And so we're basically putting on concerts called Cancer Blows. And um, we found that just sort of appropriate being a bunch of uh, brass players and um, to call it that. And so these, um, these concerts are really not only just cancer patients coming together, but all musicians uh, really trying to stand together to make a, uh, make a statement uh, just so we can try to get this disease of cancer and some of these blood cancers um, under control. And so we did our first concert last March here in Dallas, and it was a huge success, and it was really a dream come true. And it started off from a lot of our mutual friends in the business that when I was sick, and they had uh, reached out and said, you know, what can we do? And um, kind of at the time, my response was, you know, when I get through my stem cell transplant and I can start playing again and I'm healthy again, you know, let me stand on stage with you one more time. And uh, that was just kind of uh, one step at a time to get myself mentally and physically through that first year. And everybody agreed. And I thought they were just being nice to give me something to hold on to while I was going through the heavy chemo treatment. But um, they uh, made me keep my word. And they all showed up. So many players all at once came in last March. We actually had about 24 trumpet players that all came in. And um, we did this concert. And all proceeds, everything was going straight to uh, cancer research. And actually this morning I had a meeting with the producers. We're finishing up our DVD and CD. And we're working on a uh, a televised special that we're trying to uh, finish as well. And there's now other cities that want to do it. And so through the foundation, that's what we do, basically producing, trying to put these concerts um, to allow everybody to come together, enjoy music, and um, how powerful music is for healing the body and the mind. And at the same time, trying to use that to unify the community and uh, bring together uh, what often needs to be done with uh, cancer research. So it's been... Um, 
you know, I think I can honestly say it's sort of become my main focus now in my career, <laughs> just because it's such a huge focus in my personal life. So it's, um, yeah, not, nothing that I really thought is what I would aspire to be, <laughs> to be trying to uh, run a foundation for cancer research. But that's the path that uh, I was given and the turn that I, I took a couple years ago. And so far, it's working. I mean, it um, it hasn't changed anything that I've wanted to do in my career. It ha- it's not... I take a daily pill each day of a chemotherapy pill for my maintenance just to try to keep the cancer at bay. And um, I'm still uh, playing every night. So that's that's the whole message is that, you know, now you can have cancer and it doesn't have to define you anymore. And I want to be able to get out there and be seen and let people see that so that when they hear the news like I did two and a half ago, you think everything's over and you're going to have to reinvent your life and you don't anymore. And the stuff that's coming out and the treatments that are coming out are so much better and there's so much more that needs to be done too. So that's kind of uh, what I've been doing the last couple of years. Well, all of your friends and family and uh, all of us here have always, uh, you know, we've been following it. You've been very open with sharing this, you know, on mm-hmm. Facebook and social media and stuff. And, uh, you know, definitely... You know, when we first heard the news, it was uh, a pretty big bummer, but uh, it's pretty awesome what you've done to uh, do what you can to overcome that physically and mentally and then to create this organization and just the outpouring of support from the music community. I mean, some of the people that you had at this concert uh, were quite amazing. You know, we had Arturo on the show. We actually spoke about it a little bit, uh, and he was there, and Doc Severinsen, and... uh, Tons and tons of guys uh, that showed up for that. It was an all-star trumpet uh, support group. Amazing. Yeah, it it really was. I mean, it became a who's who from uh, from Phil Smith, uh, you know, principal of New York Philharmonic to Doc Severinsen uh, and everybody in between. Lee Lockname from the band Chicago and um, anybody that um, has been around or is on the front side of – making some real headlines with the trumpet. Uh, many of them were here, and they were here because they wanted to be. And, and that's really what made it special. I think that's what resonated to the audience is that these are players. It wasn't a gig. It wasn't anything that they uh, had to do. They wanted to be here. They wanted to make a statement. And um, it wasn't about me. I mean, it was just uh, I think I was the person to be able to sort of the catalyst to bring it together. But it was it was the bigger picture of what it stood for. And um to be able to have the interest to continue that is really what was amazing when we started the foundation so that we could legally do this concert and be able to donate all the money right back to uh, cancer research. And we're given a hundred percent, every penny that comes coming in is we're, we're putting it right back into the research. Um, but there was such an outpouring of um, support that wanting to keep the foundation uh, going and to continue the work and to keep, uh, future Cancer Blows concerts. And so um, we've just been working really hard. We've got some great things coming up in, in the future that uh, we're trying to, to nail down the, the details right now in contracts of other events and partnerships and things like that that'll uh, really be able to give a whole other um, uh, resource and chance for musicians to uh, to make a statement about uh, about cancer, which you know, you hear about it all the time, and until you're a patient, you realize really how many people are affected by it, and it's pretty amazing. Uh, everyone that came and played, just about every person here can say there was somebody in their family, you know, that they had oh, physically yeah. uh, watched um, 
battle this disease. And so we just need to change some of that numbers too. You know, if we're all going to battle it, we need to change the percentage of how many people are are, uh, are winning this war. And the website yeah. is cancerblows.com. Yeah, cancerblows.com is the website. You can also on Facebook. We've got a page there as well um, that you can follow. And um, of course, you can also do everything through uh, Ryan Anthony's uh, the Facebook or, or uh, website as well. But yeah, cancerblows.com. And uh, you can follow things there. The Facebook will probably be it's a little easier to uh, to upload new recent things. But anytime there's something big, we'll we'll have that out there. And um, certainly, the the biggest news is once we can get the uh, CD and the DVD. We recorded everything from those three days in March, and so we're we're just finishing that now. And it's going to be great. And it'll be a, a who's who as well on that recording, from classical to jazz, from Doc and Arturo to Alan Bazzuti, Vince DiMartino, Marvin Stan, Wycliffe, Gordon. Um, uh, it just the names keep going. And on the classical, you have, you have Phil Smith and David Bilger, Mike Sachs, um, Chris Martin, all the principals from the major orchestras, uh, Ronnie Rom, Jens Lindemann, Joe Bergstaller from Canadian Brass, Lee Lochnane. It just it was uh, it was a really amazing uh, couple of days. That's yeah, that's uh, for a great cause and just an amazing group of guys and. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you know, I think it's nice for people to see behind the instrument. <laughs> there, there's some uh, some real people with um, with some big hearts, and um, so that's um, that's kind of what the uh, foundation and the cancer blows. What's uh, what we're going to try to be doing? And there were several people who couldn't make last March and don't want to be involved in other uh, future events. And so we'll we'll see how much of a difference we can make, but. Um, and it doesn't just need to be trumpets, too. I mean, uh, I've got uh, several other musicians and friends that want to be involved that uh, play other instruments. And so we'll, we'll be doing that. And um, I'm excited about it as much as you can be excited about something with <laughs> yeah. the subject matter. Right. But it's, um, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been nice, and maybe it's the performer in me, but I, you know, I'm pretty open about everything of what I've been going through. Some patients prefer to be very private. And some patients, they want the openness and the support. And so, um, you know, I don't have a problem putting it out there and letting people know. And, uh, you know, on Fridays, every other Friday, I go in for a chemo infusion, and you'll see me on stage at 7.30 of the Dallas Symphony Orchestra performing. Wow. And that's just, um, you know, people ask, how do you do it? And I, my answer is, I mean, what other options is there? <laughs> you know, yeah. so you, um, I want people to know that it's possible. Well, if there's anything I can do, I'm there for you, buddy. So, well, you know, it. we'll we'll have to uh, we'll we'll uh, have to get our horns out together on one of these future gigs and Let's do uh, it. with the cancer blows. It'd be it'd be fun. I would I would but, be uh, really we'll uh, do honored to do it. Oh yeah, it'll uh, we'll uh, we'll figure it out. But yeah, it's been nice. It's been so much fun too to hang out with Arturo and, and all these people and them say, oh yeah, I know David Richards or look on our Facebook our mutual friends and yeah. man. <laughs> I've known him since I was in junior high. (laughs) (laughs) That is bizarre. I I still think that's funny, but uh, Arturo, uh, yeah, we talked about Arturo a little bit uh, before the interview a little bit. Just a super sweetheart of a guy, very giving. He's been on the show, and I've been lucky enough to, you know, hang, hang out with him several times and just, you know, spend some quality time, and he was very generous with the show as well as far yeah, as uh, he, the cancer blows. So. You know what? Uh, I think my favorite part of those three days is what no one else got to see, and that was the backstage, was to see all these players together 
and we were like kids in a candy store. I mean, it, it, everyone had their phones out taking pictures with everybody else. You know, everyone wanted to take a picture with me and so and so. And you, you think the the main, you know, big names of Doc and Arturo and all these, they would sort of be on their own. He was in the middle of it, wanting his picture taken with Phil and I mean, <laughs> everybody. I mean, he acted just, you know, like, like a kid, like everyone else there. It was so neat and so fun to watch. Um everybody with the same mutual respect and same excitement of just being all together and, and playing together and whatever you, you know, you would ask this, Oh yeah, we'll, we'll do it. And the Monday night we did a smaller concert of um, a lot of the trumpets from the um, symphony orchestras around the country. And I remember playing, I looked off stage and he's sitting there with his camera videoing it, <laughs> give me a thumbs up, just, oh you know, um, like uh you know like everyone else and it was it was really neat to see um you know just the camaraderie and, and uh, the the type of people that when when life hits you hard who who were the ones willing to stand up you know and really do something to use our musical gifts for more than um ourselves ourselves and um so it was probably the best medicine i could ever get as a patient and so I feel like, you know, um, if there's any way I can give that back somehow to other patients, I really do. I, I, I believe music and, and hope is uh, a huge thing that we all need in life. And certainly when you're you're looking at uh, a disease that, uh, you know, they tell you is, is what's going to be taking your life, and that's just not acceptable. Right, so, um, absolutely. You use everything you can. And for me, that's uh, that came to, to music and the trumpet and, and uh, our colleagues. That's fantastic. And you had Doc Severinsen there as well. So. Yeah, yeah. He was actually started the whole thing. Um, we had talked the day before my transplant, and he had said that. And he said, you know, well, anything I can do. And I said, well, Doc, I, it's been 13 years since I've stood on stage with you. I want to do it one more time. And he said, okay. <laughs> oh, man. So um, that's what started the whole idea. And, uh, yeah, he showed up. He's 88 and sounds like a million bucks. It is unbelievable. I mean, there is no other sound out there like it ever. It's crazy. Um, you know, yeah, and when he plays, it's it's. I feel like I'm a kid listening to the Tonight Show with oh. Johnny Carson. It's just that it's that same sound. The whether it was through the TV or dropping the needle on the old LPs, and here he is at 88 and just yeah. kicking butt. It was I mean, <laughs> it was really guy. amazing. And um, yeah, and the last one out of the building too. I mean, he, wow. he wore everybody out. <laughs> And you've known him. You've known him for years. I I remember at some point. I don't remember how. I know that I, somehow you were friends with him, or you knew him before. Yeah, and, we met in well, two thousand one. I think is when when we had first actually met. Uh, we did a thing together with Canadian Brass out in Santa Barbara, and I had met him, and um, uh, and we we just we struck up a friendship at that point. And after I had left Canadian Brass, he was one of the first that. Um, uh, really supported me and and um, gave me a recommendation, you know, just to to help get me going, you know, to he really believed in myself and in me, and so that helped me believe in myself. And so he was he was great. Another one of these you just don't expect such a huge heart, you know, just such a kind, giving individual. And um, I figured, you know, I'd meet him once, and that would be it. And you know, I'm just another trumpet player, but. He uh, he kept up the the friendship and was extremely supportive and always has been and has has been there. So it's uh, I was really amazed when he said he'd want to do this and and he did. He came out and he ended the show and it was it was amazing. Well, while I've always admired you, I've never been jealous except for one time when I found out you were friends with Doc Severinsen. <laughs> <laughs> 
dang it. I, I'm the jazz guy. What's going on here? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm the straight guy. Get like, to, yeah. Come on. Speaking of. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's what I was putting together. They're like, well, are you going to play? I'm like, I can't play with any of my friends. They're all jazzers. <laughs> Which <laughs> <You> is. <know? laughs> It's it's actually funny. Uh, th- there was a video for a product. I was what was it for a case or something? What yeah, was yeah, product? guard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, guard uh, trumpet cases. Yeah, and it, there's actually some famous trumpet players on it. And I'm watching this video. Who are the guys in the video? Well, it's Arturo Sandoval, Wayne Bergeron, and Jens Lindemann. Oh my God. Okay, so yeah. it's like you know, it's craziness, and they do this funny promo video for this case. And I'm watching this video, and it's hilarious. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, what was the line? Um, he pulls out their, they're showing these instruments they're, that they're pulling out of their, their guard trumpet cases given to Arturo and trying to, uh, tell him how great these instruments are that can be, you know, carried in these cases. And so he, uh, Jens pulls out this gold plated B flat trumpet that he said was, was played by the great <laughs> Ryan Anthony and plays nothing but straight eighth notes. <laughs> I, 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 la- I was crying, man, when I saw that, I laughed so hard. Because when you were like 13 or 14, I'm like, come on, kid, swing it. What are you doing? What are you doing? But I knew. In fact, I think I came to your defense on that video. You uh, did. You, you put a link of like, if anyone's worried, you can't play. And you yeah, did, I think, that's right. Yeah, that's uh, right. Hugh Gellington I, piece of me playing. I had found a clip. I'm like, oh, man, I better save this kid right here. So I'm looking... I look for a clip and I find a clip where you're swinging. I'm like, man, he's really swinging. So I'll put this on there. So, yeah, that was what what an honor though to be. Oh, uh, uh, you know, it was yeah, it was great. And, and um, uh, I actually I, I have the the same case, and so it was um, it was nice. And I knew the company. I knew all those players, and so I was just cracking up. And um, uh, Jens and I we toured together in Canadian brass for for several years and, and play now in the All Star brass and together and so uh, a very dear friend and so when he he put that in there I was just cracking up I was laughing so hard I love it. <laughs> so I just uh, well there you go and um, but yeah so I was laughing and you did yeah you came to my defense but I remember I mean those earlier days because I wasn't the, the jazz player at all and and you were you know I think that was kind of the thing early on too because it just anything classical they gave to me anything jazz they gave to you so all those young years <laughs> you know i didn't dare venture <laughs> over because that was your territory um so i think i got a little bit labeled of that but i think you must have helped me with my range so i would always play lead in the big bands and that's where i had to learn uh, how to swing well so. you you can you there's no doubt that uh you've surpassed all of those days you <laughs> well, you surpassed the dotted uh eighth sixteenth swing note yeah yes. <laughs> well you know it's fun now it's because yeah, in when we do all the pop stuff as a classical player i think i'm considered that i can play jazz as a jazz player probably not but as a classical player yeah and so it's it's fun i enjoy it and that's always what i listen to you know you always i think listen to what you don't study a lot so even in school doing all the classical stuff i'd have to go home and listen to doc and arturo and you know when and all the all the, the jazz greats so. well you're a fantastic player one of my favorite clips is you playing the piccolo trumpet i think with the boston possibly i think you were playing some kind of big piccolo solo with some i thought it was the boston pops but uh, I, don't know. Well, uh, I don't think so. Uh, something. It was a fantastic. Uh, anyway, everybody needs to uh, Google Ryan Anthony and look for some YouTube <laughs> videos. There's some fantastic yeah. stuff, and you've done some great recordings. And 
you've had a great career and it continues and uh, it, yeah it's um i'm i mean i'm lucky and i'm honored it's uh it, it's been a nice ride and we still got a lot more to do um but um speaking of youtube in the next couple of months or hopefully weeks we'll be adding a bunch of stuff too from uh uh the cancer blows concerts and putting together some some uh videos and all that so there's there's some great things coming out in the um uh, in the near future. So yeah, just stay tuned online. You'll be able to, to see it all, but it's, uh, it'll be exciting. Well, Ryan, um, this has been truly a pleasure to, uh, not only catch up, but to talk to you about what's going on and what you're doing. And it's fantastic what you're doing with cancer blows and you can go to cancerblows.com to, uh, see the information and how you can help on that. And there's going to continue to be concerts and DVDs and all that information is out there. And also go to uh, Ryan Anthony's page on Facebook uh, and he'll have all the updates for what's going on there. It's fantastic what you're doing. And of course, we're all wishing for you to have the best health. And and as you go through your treatments and everything, we're definitely thinking about you. So, uh, Thanks, David. That means a lot. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on too. It's, a, this is, it's great. It's great to see where where we've all sort of come through these many years and I look forward to uh, many more and uh, next time we can actually uh, be together face to face. Sounds great, man. I'm really looking forward to it. So. All right. All right, Ryan, thank you so much. Uh, all right, it's been, thank you, been David. a very special show and uh, we will be right back with more Music Biz Radio right after this. Hi, this is Jeremy Count, and you are listening to Music Biz Radio with David Richards. Hi, this is David Richards, host of Music Biz Radio. We really hope you enjoy the program, and we want to remind you that Music Biz Radio is a listener-supported and limited sponsorship show brought to you every week on musicbizradio.com. We invite you to go to our website and check out all the new merchandise. We also have great ways you can be a part of the show. Go to the contribution section of our webpage and you can find ways that not only can you help keep the show going, but you can also get some great Music Biz Radio merch. If you're a person or business interested in sponsoring the show in some way, we have a variety of sponsorship packages. Just go to the link on our contact page. Thanks again for listening to Music Biz Radio. Hi, it's Osno here and you're listening to Music Biz Radio with David Richards. Well, that's going to do it for today's show. I'd like to thank you for listening to Music Biz Radio. I'd also like to thank our very special guest, Ryan Anthony. I also encourage you to go to his website, which is cancerblows.com, where you can get more information about the Ryan Anthony Foundation and future performances. Thanks again for listening, and we hope to hear from you next time. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this week's show. We hope that you enjoyed the program and will join us every week. For information on being a guest or just to contact us, please email us at trumpetdr at gmail.com. This now concludes our transmission.